Terry Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So, Please stick around to the end of the show, and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Okay, welcome, everybody, to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, known as the Big Branding Guy and also the Branding Evangelist. And oh, my goodness, what a special guest that I have today. I have known this young lady for, oh, about 10, 15 years or so. She is one of my favorite people on the planet. She's amazing. She's outstanding. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait to do, to dig into this interview with her. So welcome to the show, Brigitte. I'll let her pronounce her last name. How you doing, Brigitte? It's hopefully. Hey, how are you, Jerry? I'm so, so thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, my goodness. It's my honor. So, Brigitte, if you don't mind, just give our audience a quick overview of exactly what your company does and what your work is about. Yeah, you know what? We we help other people communicate on the level so they get the results that they desire. Because, you know, organizations, training centers, entrepreneurs, they all have this idea of what they want as a result. And then they wonder, why am I not getting it? Um, And that all has to do with communication. First, the communication that they have with themselves, and then the communication that they have as they're building relationships and they're building rapport with others, their clients, their staff, their employees, their team members, their vendors, and then and and then they they don't want to invest in becoming better at communicating. They don't want to invest in becoming better in the number one key in communication that is listening. And then they wonder why are they not getting the results that they desire? Oh That's my. what we do. That's so the heart. Do. This is great. So the heart of the matter you said is communication, internal communication as well as external communication. Yeah. I mean, it starts with what am I telling myself first as a leader, right? Um, To then actually make an impact outward. It starts inward. So what's the biggest problem or challenge that you're finding these leaders are coping with and dealing with that's impacting the communication they're having with themselves and other people? Listening. Mm. They're not listening. Well, so, you know, if, if I would say, if I would come into an organization and do a little bit of an audit and I would say, you guys are not listening, that's not how I approach this the scenario, but say I would approach that scenario, everyone would go, they would put their hands in their on their thighs and they would say, we're listening. And then I would say, actually, guys, I call that waiting. You're waiting until it's your turn to talk, but you're not really listening on a deeper level because they don't know how to listen on a deeper level. The whole thing about communication or the problem with communication is listening and the knowledge of what are we listening for? I really like that. So let's kind of delve into that in terms of the listening that people are engaging in. How would you define it? Either they're not hearing what's being said or they're listening, 
but they don't want to hear what people are saying or they do hear, but they just sort of don't take it in. What, what are your thoughts around that? So there's there's signal and there's noise, right? And yes. and when and when we when we listen on a superficial level, we're hearing the noise. We're hearing what's being said. And let's just say, let's take the scenario: an HR professional is talking to an employee, mm-hmm. um, but the HR professional is only hearing noise. They're only hearing complaint. They're not really paying attention because we're listening not just with our ears. We're not just listening to the words that are being said. We listen with our eyes. We listen with our sense of touch. We listen and calibrate on all levels with all of our senses. Mm -hmm. And I call it the five-star listening. And when someone doesn't have the knowledge, the insight, the lenses, the fine-tuning of their ears to listen on a deeper level, well, how, how in the world are they supposed to know what they're listening for? So you can't even be mad at them because they haven't learned to listen on the deeper level and to listen on the on a five-star level. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, so this whole thing about listening at a deeper level versus a superficial level, which is pretty intriguing to me, what have you found to be what's most common, that people only want to hear what they want to hear or they just want to tune people out? Can you... Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yes, and yes. So people are are able to hear what they can, what they already have a baseline for, what they can relate to, right? Because yeah. if you and I talk about Germany, you might have visited Germany before. Some of the listeners might have never been to Germany, so you have no baseline when it comes to German culture, to German foods, to how German people are, right? So you're just you 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 don't have a reference point. And that's how it is in business. When we are listening to our client, to our staff member, to our employee, but we don't have a reference point, then we only put in information from our own reference point. And we jump to conclusions and, and we we make assumptions. And we all know what happens when we make assumptions. We kind of just burn that bridge, right? And no true communication can live on the basis of assumptions. Oh, my goodness. So So, when when someone listens on a deeper level to the words that we're saying, how we're saying it, mm -hmm. the body language that is congruent with how we're saying and what we're saying, and then also getting an insight and being able to pay attention um, on the mindset that the person is communicating from, Mm -hmm. you know, and then the purpose level. For what purpose are they communicating with what outcome? So that requires someone to really be at their highest version of themselves, right? That's whole thing of, are we showing up as a leader at our highest self or our lower self? Because to your point, if we're operating out of, out, out of the, the lower version of ourselves, there is no listening. There is no connecting. We're not going to get what it is that we're looking for. But to your point, this whole thing about consciousness, that's what I'll call it, operating at a higher level of consciousness and transform that, carry that over to leadership, that allows that company to do what? To thrive and to grow as a team. Am I, am I on to something here? Yeah, you totally are. Because so let's take the company. So the company has a result. They have goals. They have a clear strategic plan in place. This is what we're driving towards to. This is what we're going to um, want at the end of the month, at the end of the year, at the end of our five-year planning, whenever that is. 
And how do we get everyone to follow that goal? How do we get everyone to be plugged in and have ownership and do the very best out of their own skills, out of their own capabilities, out of their own personality to drive towards that goal? It's not that we're making all people the same because not everyone is the same and we don't want people to be the same. But that also means that they don't think the same. That means that they don't come with the same experiences. That means they don't come with the same culture. Although we might all have the American culture in common, there's still nuances. That means that they don't all have the same mindset. That means that they all are driven and triggered by different things. So when we can truly tap into what an individual person is and calibrate and listen, not just with our ears, with our feelings, with our with our um, eyes, then we can build a deeper relationship. And then the outcome is that they're going to do whatever it takes to get the company to that desired outcome. So, so Brigitte, is that, is that about listening with our hearts? It's also listening with our hearts. It's listening with our feelings. Yeah. It's it, that, that happens on an emotional level. Yes. Yeah. Cause I can imagine in so many companies, Oh my goodness, where these workers and even, even the leaders and the senior professionals or whoever, they're trying to connect and be effective at their jobs, but they have a boss, quote unquote, or they have coworkers and they feel alienated. They feel that no one gets them. No one's listening to them and they're tuning them out. So how in the world are they going to be productive? How in the world can the upper, the upper level of leadership expect them to contribute when these people don't even feel that they belong, right? Yeah. And that's, you know, what you just said, that is key because people will do everything for you when they feel heard, valued, belonged, understood. We want to be as humans, we want to be part of something bigger. Yeah, I like that. Now, as you know, this is about brand leadership, this podcast, brand forward leadership and about being able to occupy a leadership space. So I'm intrigued by something you referenced before about five star, five point listening. Can you, I may have that wrong, but tell us about that. Yeah, it's the five star listening. You know, when you go and do like a Google review on your brand, you Uh you wanna get five stars. That's the goal, five stars, the highest. And when, and, and just imagine a star, a star has usually five points. So when you imagine a star, you want to get five stars, but you also want to hit on the five star uh, on the five points of the star. So one point, what we're listening for are the words. And it's not just the words that someone is saying, because you're hearing the words that I'm saying right now. Mm -hmm. It is a deeper understanding, a deeper relating to the values that are being, um, that can be listened for when someone uses words. So what does someone value? Do they value knowledge more? Do they value um, authenticity more? Do they value fun and freedom more? Do they value strategies and processes more? Do they do they value to um, communicate more in a visual, in a more kinesthetic, in a more auditory or in a more digital way? So those are already eight levels just in that one star on that one point. So that's the words. Mm. And then we can go into phrases and things like that, that someone uses habitually. Got the, it. Sec- Got it. 
the second point is the tonality. How is someone saying, how are they saying the words? With which tonality? Because I can say, I really like you. And I can say, I really like you. <laughs> that means, means two different things, although I'm saying the same words. And if you could see my body language, it that also says something, mm. you know, the way that I am forming my, my facial features. And I really don't have hardly any control over um, how I'm using my facial features when I'm saying, I really like you, or I really like you. Like <laughs> my face already goes with the tonality. Uh, sometimes I, Jerry, you'll get a kick out of this. Sometimes I have to tell my face to shut up separately. You know what that looks like. <laughs> so so then that leads me to the third uh, point in the star, and that is the body language. Now, when we look at these three stars, words, tonality, and body language, we want to know and we want to pay attention. Are they congruent? Are mm. they in alignment? Are they saying and doing the same thing? Or, or are they saying one thing and it's actually meaning another thing? I really like you. No, man. And now I don't really know. Does she like me? Does she not like me? Huh? Huh? What's what's going on here? <laughs> the fourth star, the fourth point in the star is the mindset. With what mindset is that person communicating? And when we when we are able to um, build rapport, when we're truly truly like leaning in, listening to the other person we can gather more data points and information on from which mindset are they coming from. And then the fifth, the fifth point in the star is the purpose level. For mm. what purpose, with what outcome are they communicating? Are they just communicating for one out for one win? That's ego. That's, Hey, you know, buy my stuff so I can have money. End of the story. Or are they communicating for a win-win? It's a win for you. You get something out of it. I get something out of it. It's a win-win. Or, and this is the point that I'm making, are they communicating for a win-win-win? A win for you, a win for me, and a win for the greater good. A win for the community, the family. Who else wins? Like when you have a big brand that is truly being of service to others, everyone wins. That's and right. that's the key here. Oh my God, I just I'm it. preaching. No, you're <laughs> that's why you and I are friends too, right? I mean, this is outstanding because you talked about big branding. I'm talking about leadership, and you really are hitting the nail on the head around how you are distinguishing yourself in the marketplace. Because this sounds pretty, pretty um uh let's just say revolutionary, very innovative, very next generation in terms of what people typically do in companies around this whole thing about communication. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would absolutely agree. It's all about questioning the status quo. And that's a brand all in, that that that's part of a yeah. brand all in itself. You gotta question the status quo. I go. had a client here earlier in, in my office and she's a realtor and I asked her, so, you know, social media, your social media posts and ads are not working. How are you standing out from the crowd? How are you cutting through all of the noise and all of the jams that are out there, how do people see you? Mm. Mm. She's like, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, God. And then you'll get a kick out of this, Jerry. And then she says, I need a logo. And I was like, oh, I know I'm gonna get on a call with Jerry and I'm gonna tell him <laughs> that 
<laughs> no, honey, you don't need a logo, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. So who was your typical target audience? Because there may be people tuning in, checking this out, saying, God, can she help someone like me? Give us an yeah. idea of the types of industries, the size of the companies that you work with. Yeah. So basically, it's everyone that has ears, eyes, and a mouth. But um, <laughs> I work mostly with HR professionals. Um, I work with trainers of large organizations. Like I train them. I train HR professionals so they can then go into their organization and replicate what I taught them. Mm -hmm. Because when I can teach one person and they can then teach others to listen on a deeper level, then my job's already done. Yeah. Wow. 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 It, 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 tell us your journey. What? How did you end up doing this work? What's your story? How did you prepare yourself for this? So when, when you and I met like a long time ago, yeah. I um, ran and, and, and I'm the founder of the Montessori school of Cleveland, Tennessee. That's a small town in Tennessee. And I built that business to a large successful business and I got out of the day-to-day -day operations. It's still, it's growing to this day. We have 125 students now. Uh, we're 19 years in. Both of my children have gone through that school and I built that coming from Germany. So my husband and I left Germany in 2004 to build a Montessori school in Cleveland, Tennessee. That's what we did mm -hmm. and a, a very successful business. And as I was building the business, Jerry, um, I realized that in the beginning I had, I had staff coming and mm -hmm. I had staff going and I had staff coming and I had staff going and, and I personally trained all of my staff in the Montessori method, which is about a $5,000 price point mm -hmm. and three years of going through that methodology and that getting that diploma. So when they came, I paid for the education and then they left. And then I had to start all over again, right? With a new teacher and the new training, all of that cost money and cost time. And in the beginning, Jerry, I, I pointed fingers outwards and I said, every time someone left, you guys are dummies. You don't know a good opportunity. And I, you know, I continued pointing fingers outwards. And I did that for quite some time and I couldn't hold staff. I'm mm. going to be really vulnerable with you. I couldn't hold staff. And because I couldn't hold staff, my paying clients, parents that paid tuition to have their children at my school said, wait a minute, something's up here. Like there's, there's a revolving door here. We don't know what's going on, but we're going to pull our children. So now I'm not just losing time and money on my staff side. I'm losing money mm. um, on, on the paying tuition side. And that really, that was painful. So, you know, as I'm pointing fingers out where the entire I'm going, I'm, there was one morning where I looked in the mirror and I'm, I'm like, what is the common denominator in this entire mess? Right here. <laughs> the fingers turned inward and I had to really take a deep look into the mirror and go, what am I telling myself? And who am I kidding? And I started evaluating the things that I tell myself. And that's when I realized something's got to give. There's some things that I don't know yet. Yeah. And I'm going to be really honest with you, Jerry. That was at a time I have two degrees, you know, cross cultures, build a successful business, all of that. 
And I thought I, I already knew it all. Well, when you tell yourself that, you know, all learning ceases. Yeah. And there's no growth. Yeah. And I said, okay, so I don't know it all. So what is it that I need to know? And that's when I started becoming better uh, in, in, in learning more about communication. That's when I learned about neurolinguistic programming. That's when I went to more self-development classes where we met. That's when I really poured into myself and it started to make a huge difference. Mm. Oh my gosh. That's when uh, it all turned. Well, bravo to you. Now, I can ima only imagine that you've got a ton of client success stories. Is there one that you are particularly proud of that you can share with us? Yes. And I love sharing this one. This is my short, shortest lived client ever. And I love telling the story and I have his permission to tell it. So a few years ago, he came to me and he is a uh, C-level executive uh, for the IT space. Mm -hmm. And they moved from, can't remember, somewhere on the East Coast to Atlanta. And he got all of these incredible job offers, was invited for interviews, and and, and, but he would never be invited to the second interview. And he was wondering, you know, what the heck is going on? So he found me, called me up and he says, hey, can we have a conversation? Hmm. We have a conversation. While we're having a conversation, this was uh, in person. He's sitting on his hands. He's trying to keep his body language like really tight. Hmm. And as I'm talking to him, he's looking down. And when I was asking him a question, he would look up and say something completely unrelated. And I said, oop, time out. What just happened? Realizing that he was so in his own head, trying to keep his body language because somewhere he read that your body language gives out information and you want to keep it at bay so it doesn't speak more than you want it to speak. He was so co concentrated and focused on his body language, not speaking that he wasn't present to the whole conversation and he wasn't able to listen to the question that was being asked. Oh, geez. <laughs> so I said, so how is that showing up in your interviews? And he goes, that's the problem. I said, what's the problem? He says, well, I sit on my hands. I'm trying to not move my legs. I'm trying to think of the next really knowledgeable thing to say, but I'm not necessarily answering the interviewer's question. So we had three sessions, one hour each, and he got the job, he got the money, and it was, and he's thankful to this day, we're still in contact on LinkedIn. So that's, you know, that's a success story. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a one person success story, but boy, is it powerful. Ah, that's so powerful. And your work is so powerful because communication, our inner communication, outer communication is such a challenge for so many people. And I know that people are loving what they are hearing from you. So how can people get a hold of you? What's your URL? Where are you on socials? How can people say, I want more Brigitte? How, how, can, they, how can they find out more? Well, Brigitte is her own brand, right? Of uh -huh. course, because I learned from the best. He's sitting right there. <laughs> oh. um, so all you got to do is Google Brigitte Höfele. Now that's B-R-I-G-I-T-T-A, last name H-O-E-F-E-R-L-E, -E -E, Brigitte Höfele. I am the only Brigitte Höfele out there in the World Wide Web. And <laughs> that is not an exaggeration. That is a true fact. 
So you can find me um, on my website, borgitahoefele.com, or if you are not, if you might not remember how to spell my name, even simpler, centerofnlp.com. That's where you can also find me, centerofnlp.com. And on all social medias, I'm either uh, slash Brigitte Hoefele, one word, or slash centerofnlp, one word. It's really simple. We like to keep it simple. Wow. Well, this has been absolutely fabulous. And before we sign off, is there one last thing that you would like to leave with our audience? Yes. When you talk, you hear the same thing over and over again. But when you listen, you actually learn something new. Oh, I like that. Yes. Drop the mic. Mic drop. <laughs> well, listen, my friend, it's been absolutely amazing and just fabulous seeing you again and connecting with you. We and tell Christian your uh, your husband, give him a high five. We we got to get together. We 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 got to talk some more because that's right. Yeah, you are. Um, you're just you're just special. You really are. And I've always felt that from we, when we first got connected way back. And I think it was like 2014 or something at a conference. I think it was 2013. Yeah, 2013. We... Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, listen. <laughs> Thank you again for being here today. You are a treasure and you are a gift to the planet. And thank you for the just the uh, extraordinary, exceptional woman that you are. Thank you, Jerry. I honor you. Thank you. And to our audience, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Brandon Evangelist, signing off. Until next time, take care. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise, I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brand forward leadership forward slash apply. And I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag BrandFordLeadership because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what I love support. I love love. <laughs> so your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show 
and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.